Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday evening and welcome to the Sport Project. Now, Carlo, it's yes. just you and me, Renee. It is. She's actually got a job, so she might be vacant every now and again. Sasha, well, he's feeding the chucks, so he might be vacant quite a bit more. Right? So it's just you and me, mate. So what, what do you say we jump into it? Yeah, definitely, mate. Mate, I, I, I hate to do this, but we've got to start on a very, very sober wait, 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 note. Wait, before we go there, before we go there, I just want before to... Before we go where? Into the first segment. I just I just want to discuss what you've been up to uh, over the last couple of weeks. I know you did a show. This uh, is the sombre moment I'm talking about. Oh. Uh, this is what I want to talk about. Right, talk. Why are you dancing and gyrating all of a sudden? Here we go. I can't help myself. I can't help myself. I just get in the mood. I get in the moment. I get in character. It's good. So for those of you who didn't see it, and apparently, life. apparently the ratings were very, very high, Chris. What were they? Uh, 1.9 million? 1.5 million. 1.5 million. Very good. Very good. Well done. They're proud of you. Uh, Chris took all his clothes off for, for charity. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of people... And, and apparently, sorry, not apparently, but the show was called Full Monte, and it was based upon... The real Full Monte. The real Full yeah. Monte, which was based upon, the, obviously, the film, The Full Monte, where, with Robert Carlyle, a hilarious, hilarious Brilliant. British human. Yeah, yeah. good. The Steel Sitter, and uh, yeah, Chris did it uh, with another seven lads. Do you want to just tell us a bit about it? I did, mate. Yeah, it was for a, for a great cause, actually. It wasn't necessarily a charity. It was to raise awareness for men's cancers. Right. Um, prostate, testicular cancer. Right. And it's just to really try and encourage guys to go, you know what? Drop your guard. Don't be so sheltered by the fact you think this might not happen to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we did that, we dropped our guard, we dropped our pants, we dropped just about everything. And the response has been absolutely incredible. One, from the network, which was Channel 7. Yep. But mainly through social media. I've had an abundance of messages, and, and I haven't replied to them all, so if you're one of them, I'm, I'm really sorry. But... We have had so many people say, look, my husband's turned around and said, wow, that's a real eye-opener. I'm going to go and get checked. We've had kids having conversations with their parents saying, what is all this about? And then mm-hmm. that's forcing them to have the conversation about men's illness. Um, and, and we've had guys and girls and everyone saying, thank you so much. You know, we, we've lost someone to testicular or prostate cancer. Yeah. And we really wish these messages were around before. We've had other people saying, you've got to take it on a road show. We need to see everything. And, <laughs> Could and you is- do that? Do you reckon your knees would hold up to doing a matinee and an evening show? I could do three a year. <laughs> you weren't bouncing around too much, but mate, an absolute great It was great. great. It, great... And, uh, it, it was wicked. It was um, it was nerve wracking. I was shitting myself. How many? How many women? Sixteen hundred. But it wasn't all women. That was the alarming part. <laughs> there was there was it was it was quite an quite a good mix, and it wasn't that. It was the cameras. Yeah, and it was yeah. the nerves. Yeah, especially them long lenses. Yeah, uh, they needed them. Uh-huh. Because, because the wow. nerves kick in and, you know, things just kind of disappear. So did you have a bit of blood in it? That's what I want to know. I tried getting a bit of wind in it, but by the time I was on air, we, we was we was stood backstage for God knows how long. Yeah, you could it was see cold, the, lad, the cold could, draft. Yeah, you could see the lads disappear in the corner, give it a shake. <laughs> you know, come, on, come on, old fella, get some life in you. Um, and And... Which was really weird. We had pyrotechnics at the front, yeah, yeah, of which course. was meant to disguise the whole thing. And the lights were meant to shine so bright from the back that the audience looking towards you couldn't see anything either. Yeah, of course. Didn't work. So the pyrotechnics, one of them didn't go off. 
The one in front of um, Jet Kenny, believe it or not, the kid with the eight pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asshole. Good looking rig. Um, so the one in front of him didn't go off. But diagonal from where I was was his mum, Lisa Curry. Who and you she, shared a jungle with? I shared a jungle experience with. So she looked right through at me and saw me fully naked. Once I'd looked at my girlfriend, Sarah, and said, shit, sorry about this. <laughs> Who, she was laughing. I don't know why she's laughing. She's now carrying our child. Oh, um, it must have done a good job somewhere. It worked somewhere along the line. I looked at Lisa Curry and she went, oh my God. And then I saw her backstage and I said, oh, she went, I saw your... your Tadja. Peace. I think she might have said peace. Well, well, let's say she did. And I went, oh, I'm so sorry. It was cold and I was nervous. She went, oh, I was very impressed. So, Lisa, thank you very much. You can see again. <laughs> I wanted a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Hot dog. Well, hey, listen, I just want to say, uh, obviously, from, from being a good friend of yours, mm. they're proud of you, mate, really. Thank you, uh, mate. Massive, massive effort to do that. And, mm. and we've done a few in our day, especially in rugby league circles, yeah. uh, doing charity events like that, but we never, ever got all the way naked. So for you to do that, mate, massive kudos and take, take our hats off. It was literally. wicked, mate, and I didn't get arrested for the first time, which was the which was the nice part. And you know the the feedback, like I say, has been great. Channel Seven aired yeah. it again last night because it got that much of a wow. great response, and they really do want to get the message out there. But uh, and and a big thank you to the other seven guys that did yeah, it. Yeah, of course. You know they, they called so many people that didn't have excuse the pun the balls to do it, <laughs> and it boiled down to eight of us that that they. I suppose scraped together from the bottom of the barrel and we just went, you know what? If it's for a good cause, fuck it, we're in. Yeah. And do you know and do you know what? I, I like that. And the message saying like uh, being blokes, you know, we we ne we always use the syndrome of it, it'll never happen to us and, mm. you know, and, and that can be uh, misguided and uh, you've got to get yourself checked so all the fellas out there mm. make sure you do check your bolts uh, yeah. and go to the doctors and get your test done it's it's quite unintrusive these it's, days. it's a blood test nowadays it's not the finger up the hoop so oh, if, if you're gutted. worried about that <laughs> I, I mean you, you can ask for that well I might just say like. why two fingers yeah <laughs> and is this Set your, your watch <laughs> <laughs> no but it's, it's 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 as simple as a blood test now and you can get your results there if you want the there results there and then then it is a I think a finger up the hoop and okay. it's a case we had a young lad that came with us he got testicular cancer when he was yeah, 21 yeah, yeah, yeah. Did had his testicle removed and then got testicular cancer in the other testicle had them both removed yeah. was offered the option of prosthetics, uh, a prosthetics and, and declined them and he, you know he's, he's married or he has a partner and, and they're extremely happy so yeah Sadly, it does get the good people, and um, mm. and speaking of cancer, getting the good people, it's uh, this is a this is a real sad tale. Good friend of ours, ex-professional golfer Jared Lyle, mm. one of if not the nicest, most genuine people you'll ever meet on this earth. He's battling now at home with his third bout of leukemia. Mm. He's between himself and his wife Bree and the and the, and the whole family. They've decided that he's going to palliative care, yeah, which is. It's 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 a support service really for people with life limiting illness. So it's you know it, it's it's sad the inevitable is going to happen and it's really bad. It, Jared's decided that his body can't fight anymore with all the treatment, with all the drugs, with all the illness, with everything that's gone on. He just can't fight it anymore, and mm. it's really sad to hear that because from one of the most positive people that we've ever met and, and a beautiful human to spend any amount of time with. It's a it's a real, real sad part. So, you know, that goes back to what we did with a full Monty. It's, it's get yourself checked. Mm. This wasn't preventable. Other things are live, live and learn. 
And I want to talk about obviously Jared means a lot to to you and I, Chris, because mm. we've we've known him for such a long time. And I don't mean just like around the circuit. Like he stayed at our house. You know, we know his family very very well. I think he's still got my undies. He's he's probably. I think he's he's still. I remember him. He's still got a. Um, uh, yeah, I never forget. He stayed. He stayed at our place in Waterloo when me and Chris were living together, and he, he stayed in the big fellow's bed. Anyway, he was a little bit chilly, uh, obviously, Jared, and he ended up uh, wearing this uh, this just like a Nike Nike jumper. Anyway, totally forgot, put it away. He got all the way back to Melbourne. He went, "Hey, Carlo, I can't believe I've done this, but I've actually packed away Chris's <laughs> jumper." And he sent me a picture with it on. He goes, "Do you think I'm irresistible to women now?" <laughs> I went, "Mate, always, always." But that's the kind of bloke he what well, he is. We should say he is because he's, he's not. not he's, he's not left not, us. No, no, no. He's Even not. He's still he's, fighting. He's going in palliative care. And if we, everyone who knows Jared, you know, we know, we all know that he's a fighter. You know, but my heart and and, and soul and uh, you know, all my prayers go out to to Bree, uh, Lucy, and the rest of the family because I think. Um, you know, he is a quality man. He is. With the, the amount of work that he's done with Challenge Foundation, yeah, helping Luke, kids and families yeah. with cancer. Um, he's a real giver, always has been, always will be, and I'm, and I'm sure he will keep fighting and, and right until the very mm. end. And what a beautiful human he is. He's well remembered for the Phoenix Open. He's holding one on the 16th, and he, um, he, he screamed on the tee. He saw it drop in, and typical Aussie, beautiful Jarrett style. You fucking beauty. He yeah. screams on the team high fives and he actually signed that flag for me or one of those flags for yeah, me yeah, yeah. and he's and he's actually sent it to Chris you fucking beauty Jared Lyle do you know well, we'll that's that, we'll to, let's put that on the, on the we'll, Facebook we'll because put it up, cause that's what I remember him yeah, from yeah. And, 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 and I've got there's a picture of me holding it and smiling it's not a happy moment it's a sad moment for him and the family but that's how I remember Jared of course and that's I remember how we, the happy go lucky real bringing a great energy to a conversation <laughs> you remember, Jared remember I think the first time we ever met him was at the Portsea Pro-Am um, uh, Andy Lee uh, right. Andy Lee Jared, yourself, and I caddied for you that day. Well, I say I caddied. I actually um, decided I didn't want to walk it because it was like 50 degrees. So I ended up nicking a, a golf bugger. Remember that with your dad? True Salford style. Yeah, I did. And they went, you can't. I went, well, I am. And nicked it and yeah. off we went. But we had so much fun with Jared and that's how our friendship all, all started. And again, it, it stayed true along. So massive... Um, uh, massive prayers to, to, to the family during yeah. this really difficult time. But again, the tributes that are coming out uh, are Incredible. amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, some, some really Adam high Scott class said some great words. Ricky Fowler went into real detail about how good Jared was for him in, yeah. in his early years on the tour. So he's, he's, he's remembered and he's respected right throughout. And what a beautiful human. His wife, Bree, we're thinking about you, thinking about the children. Yeah. And uh, we we send you all our very best, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, yeah, all right. Um, Chin up, big Philip. Yeah. Let's keep going. Moving, moving swiftly on, Chris. Yeah, well, we're gonna drop, drift, drift, draft, drift. Yeah, speak English, young man. We're gonna draft. Let's say draft because there's a pun in there too. Into the NBA and Kobe Bryant. Now the yeah. speculation of his return. He, if you remember, he initially gave up because he said he's not spending enough time with his family mm -hmm. and he really wants those precious moments, but he's probably realised he doesn't quite like his missus or, <laughs> or the kids are pissing him off. I'm not quite yeah. sure what it is. There's a reason why he loved basketball that much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, I think, I think his wife has quashed that rumour now. 
uh, and said that he won't be returning uh, in a tweet. But the fact of the matter is, there was a lot of there was a lot of wind around this and thinking that Kobe Bryant was going to return. Remember, Michael Jordan did exactly the same. He quit he quit the game and came back. I think within a season because he went and played baseball at a minor league. Mm. Um, never made the cut, but I think he realised then that he loved basketball more than he thought and, and came back. Now Kobe's a little bit different because he's a little bit older than when when Michael Jordan did it. But um, being a great in the game, can he come on for bursts? He probably could because he's that good. Absolutely. But guess who he's going to be partnered with now? LeBron James, who signed for the Lakers. He goes back to the Lakers and plays with LeBron. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that spectacle. Yeah. You'd be in opposition going, oh, fuck this. I'm going home. <laughs> well, I'm going, well, why am I even here? Yeah, well, uh, it begs to see if it is true. Like, like I say, Kobe's, Kobe's wife has come out and said, it's not true. But uh, again, we, we've, uh, we've seen through that before. <laughs> She's come we? out and said, that's bollocks. He ain't going nowhere. No, nah, he's not even painting the house, lazy bastard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, we <laughs> want to see you he return, can play. Kobe. He can play after he cleans them gutters. <laughs> Right, Carlos, here we go. This is where you get excited. I can see your feet tapping. I can see oh. the smile rise to your face and your eyes light up. We're going to talk EPL. It starts soon. Yes. Manchester United. Feels like oh. it's just ended. It, it feels does. like it's just ended and we're starting again. United are on a tour of uh, America with Real Madrid and, uh, well, there's a Club America side, which is basically made up of all the, all the teams in America. Mm. Um, yeah, they, you know, they had two draws and then came out and beat Real Madrid 2-1 yeah. 2-1 so uh, again I don't, I don't know what that proves but we, we're talking about contenders and we, we were talking about this on the way in uh, Liverpool Chris oh mate oh, they've, they've, what, was it, what was it you said 300 million dollars they've yeah, spent 300 million on dollars on four signings yeah in the pre-season they, they beat United 4-1 didn't they in pre-season Shakiri, um, like uh, came from Crystal Palace I think it was Shakiri. Mm. but anyway he was outstanding I watched the whole game Shakiri, every time he got the ball things were happening mm. and then he scores a wonder bicycle bicycle kick I mean is this a result of their incredible coaching ability I know. Um, well, Klopp, I mean, Klopp's got a brilliant reputation. He's an incredible coach, and is has he made the good signings? That a lot of playing, a lot of people saying he's overspent. You know, mm. and it is expect he's expecting to win with this. Yeah. And if he doesn't, there's going to be questions. Well, I I really think that they are going to be. I think they're going to be contenders. I really do. Um, but which puts a lot of pressure now on what you know our side, Manchester United. Now, Manchester United, uh, um, you know, over the last couple of years are going through a rebuilding phase. But I think. I actually think that um, Jose Mourinho could be under a lot of pressure. Yeah. I mean, is is the... Oh, I think you told me earlier that it's his attacking flair that people don't think that he has, his coaching ability for yeah. the attacking flair. At Chelsea, that was complete rubbish because they was incredible the whole way. The whole way through, they but, had the attacking but, players. I think defensively, Manchester United lack. Well, Eric Bailly, is it Bailly? Is that right? Oh, by the way, you're saying That'll it. That'll do. <laughs> the the centre-back... Amazing player, but he plays like a tampon. He's he's in one week and, uh, <laughs> and out for three, you know. So I just I, I, the thing is, he's got talent, and that's why I think he's bought Lindop. Uh, but can can they maintain it? I don't. I'm not too sure, to be totally honest. I think what they need is, um, you know, yeah, uh, they need a really good start to the season. Now, whether mm. they can maintain that, or is going to be is going to be seen. I've been watching a few United performances and um, I got up to TV just to watch the Premier League. Mm -hmm. Then I thought what they really lack, and I thought this drifted into the England team as well throughout the World Cup, they really miss 
a stronghold in midfielder to dictate that. If you saw England in later games in the World Cup, they're playing a bit of a hit and hope kind of style of football. Manchester United try and... Remember Manchester United of old under Alex Ferguson where they would be... You'd, you'd be shit scared about well, having a, a shot because they would counter-attack yeah, like count, nobody else has. They're the best counter-attack well, you've game. ever seen. And then in, in that, they had the midfielders with the likes of Paul Scholes, Scholes Roy yeah. Keane. Yeah. People like that that would Paul dominate Lins. the midfield. Paul Lins, incredible. You know, none of them players seem to be around anymore. Well, well, they had Carrick, didn't they? They had, if you think about it, they had exactly. Hardgreaves. They had Carrick, Hardgreaves. Mm -hmm. They've now both gone. Yeah. Um, well, I think, uh, is it Nemec? No, no, it's uh, the lad that we bought from Chelsea, Matic. Matic. Matic, I think but he's one now. One matter was good, but he's getting on a bit now. Yeah, but one matter's more attacking. I think, I think, I think Matic is the is the player that's gonna is gonna sit into that holding midfielder role. So are they going through like an Arsenal building stage? What he did with well, with Wenger, that that that's what it would be his excuse every year, where he said, "No, well, we're just gonna build for next year," yeah. and then they couldn't afford to keep them, and they get sold on. Well, it didn't but work in for terms it. of developing young talent, Arsene Wenger was as good as any. He was, but he just he just couldn't get to. He was more. He's always the bridesmaid, wasn't he? He's yeah. always the bridesmaid, and never the bride. So he, um, well, now he's moved on, and that's another learning phase. Are, are there? Uh, is Arsenal now with a new coach? Are they going to be reinvigorated? We, mm. we, you know, it's really exciting though to to watch this start of the season. And again, anyone can beat anyone at the start of the season. It's about maintaining that. And then I love I love the first five games because you just don't mm. know who's going to bolt out. You know, yeah. so a couple of years ago it was Leicester, and Leicester maintained it. They did, and they ended they up did. winning the Premiership. You know, yeah, they were battling, battling for re relegation the year before. So, you know, a very exciting time. It is, it is, and you know what? It's on our doorstep. It kicks off. Is it this week or next week? I think it's, it's next pretty week. soon. Well, tune in for that. You get the EPL, and you'll hear Carlo and his massive excitement. Whoop whoop whoop. <laughs> AFL. Let's have a touch on this AFL. What about Tom Lynch? Is is it the Gold Coast, yeah. right? And He's chose that he wants to leave the club. Now, the way the club has responded has been pretty shitty for me. Um, the, he's the captain of the Gold Coast. Yeah. And he's decided he wants to, for whatever reason, he wants to move. That, well, it's an adult decision. It's an, it's, store, it's, right? it's an adult decision, yep. yep. He, he's not originally from the Gold Coast. Yep. So he might be missing family. What, Whatever the reason being, but the board, the members, the, the hierarchy have said, well, we'll remove him from everything then. He's not a part of our leadership program. He shouldn't be sat in the coach's box. He shouldn't do this. He leaves in four weeks. Mm -hmm. Now, that's no real way in my eyes to treat a captain, an adult, and a professional athlete that way. How about you? No, I agree with you. I think what we've seen, and I think we, we was, again, we've been discussing this on the way through, but I, I just think the whole hierarchy of he's not in our leadership group he, because he's made this decision, he shouldn't be in our leadership group. He shouldn't be the captain. Mm. He shouldn't be in reviews. Mm. I just think it's unprofessional completely and utterly. The fact of the matter is, he is a Gold, Gold Coast Suns player to the end of the season, yep. and he needs to be treated accordingly. You know, I think, again, in any line of work, if you just said to someone, oh, no, you can't come in this meeting now because you've decided to leave next year. Well, I'm pretty sure you could be taken to court for that. Yeah. And you know what? This, this boils down, we've had the conversation before and for again, should this news be released or decided midway through seasons? Because it only upsets. It's, it, nothing good has ever happened no. from, from this happening. But also this 
comes back again to people questioning your loyalty to a team, your loyalty to a sport. Yeah. But when your club turns around and reacts like that, how on earth are you ever supposed to share loyalty? For a professional decision for you, for whatever reason it is, yeah, it could be the money, it could be the family, it could be the miss in the place where you grew up. It comes back to, well, wh why should I show you loyalty? Because it's clear now that I'm a piece of meat with a number on my back. Yeah, and course. if I'm not dancing to your tune, then fuck you, kind of. Do you mm. know what I mean? No, I, I, I totally agree. I think... For me, I, do, I don't really think... I think you can do the deal whenever you want during the year. I think it cannot be released to public publications or in public mind till after the grand final. Yeah, so you can sign on the second day of the season, if you wish, but it can't be released until after the grand final. Now, people say, oh, it'll be leaked. That's fine. Listen, there's rumours everywhere. Everyone's got their own opinion. Everyone's got rumours. But the fact of the matter is, legally, it shouldn't be. The, the governing body should come around and say, "We, you should. If, if it comes out, if you do a press conference based around this, then you're going to get fined, and you're going to get fined big." I'm telling you now, it'll put it to bed, and it'll just stop the. Re like you're never going to stop rumours in sport. They're everywhere, and yeah. I, and I like them to be totally honest, purely because it gets people talking about the sport. But from a professional sense, I think it's very unethical. So, um, and that goes to rugby league, rugby union, whatever. I think the, I think governing bodies have got to stand up, and I just don't think they are. Again, you know, we I've discussed it over the last couple of weeks. I think a, lot, a number of clubs, sporting clubs, are showing really poor and unprofessional leadership, mm. uh, both in administration and in club culture. And until that actually changes, then you know we're accepting it. If what? it doesn't change, and in the governing body, the governing body are very quick to, to rubbish everything. Yeah. But when it comes down to the nuts and bolts of the game and and, and its uh, ethics, I think they're very poor. And what's the reason for it then? I don't know. I yeah. think it's. I I actually think it's workplace bullying. To be totally honest, I, I do. I think if you're not going to include him, he's a captain. You stripped him of his captain's there because not of his performance or what he's done outside the club. He's literally just made a decision for him and his family. Mm. I think that's workplace bullying at, its, uh, at any level, and I think it's very unprofessional. It's childish, though, isn't it? Yeah. it it's, it's, it's pretty childish in yeah. that respect, and it's a case of now, if you're ever contemplating going to the Gold Coast Suns, uh, that would kind of put you off. Yeah, but let's put it right. You know, The, the Gold Coast Suns have been struggling. They're pretty shit. So therefore, you know, I don't understand. Like a lot of them, they had first round draft picks for a number of years to try and obviously build it. And that's great. But now they've not maintained that. They've not done anything with it. Mm. And uh, Gary Ablett's gone. You know, yeah. it's happening. So the fact of the matter is, it's a club fuck up, basically. They should have they should have capitalised on the, on the skill that they had. They didn't do it. And it's come back and bit them on the ass. Now, yeah. for them to act the way they did is very childish and unprofessional and... Yeah, the Childish, unprofessional, and we don't agree with it. But I tell you what, Gold Coast son, if you want to play me a million dollars a year, I'll dust the boots off and pull my socks up, and I give you Are a you run. You mad? Out. I've just helped you move into your house. You couldn't even get up and down the stairs. Yeah, there's no stairs on an AFL pitch, mate. <laughs> uh, hey, good old chocolate kid there. Ow! <laughs> I reckon I still kick a couple. Speaking of CrossFit, we didn't speak of CrossFit, but we're about to now. CrossFit yeah. Games, second event, 42-kilometre marathon run. Mate. What is going on? This is fucked. Yeah, so last year I got well into the CrossFit Games, well into it. You know, I think I think it's, uh, from a discipline point of view, you can't, it's, you can't prepare for it. You've literally got to go over a number of disciplines, uh, Olympic lifting, you know, bicycle, uh, cycling, rowing, running, swimming, 
and then um, you know obviously things that you've got to do muscle ups and, and barbell work it's just an all over workout now I just I'm in awe of these athletes mm. and Matt Fraser won it last year he won it the second year on the road but like he just was so dominant in the games in 2017 and it, for the ladies for the women you know equally as just strong minded and strong bodied we've got Cara Webb who is now has now changed the name obviously got married Cara Saunders and we've got um, Tia Claire Toomey now, Tia Claire Toomey, there was a great battle last year between Cara Webb, Cara Saunders and, and Tia Claire Toomey. And Tia Claire Toomey won it on the last event by a millisecond. Oh! Uh, right? So, uh, again, there or thereabouts, both both Cara uh, Saunders and uh, Tia Claire Toomey are in the mix at the moment. And Matt Fraser is already leading, leading the competition in the mm. boys. So, but I, I would advise, if you can watch it, it's, it's an amazing event to watch. It is a spectacle. Um, they don't know what they're actually doing until the day of the games. Right. So, so they turn up. So it's four days. Uh, obviously, the second event, the first day they did a, a crit, which is basically a cycle crit, um, which basically is 10 laps of a, a cycle track and they do it for time so they do a time trial find out where they go and away you go now there's one girl who fell and she's now she's actually had, had to leave the competition because she got injured but it, it was it, it was something completely different and they got told that of the, the two days before <laughs> before the actual event so uh, now on they just go they turn up and they get told what the what, what the schedule is and then they've got a warm up area to warm up on things like you know uh, handstands parallel uh, sorry parallettes handstands or uh, stand up uh, standing push ups or whatever they, they have to do they've got a warm up to do it and then bang they're in the arena and away they go so it's it, you can't prepare for it you've got to prepare over a year on all these different disciplines and it's it's just a, a massive eye opener so I do advise anyone who can watch it watch it. What sort of channel is it on? Oh, you can actually watch it on YouTube, Facebook TV. Um, I, I, like it's, I, I don't know if you can watch it. I think it's on Fox Sports as well. Yeah. I actually fucking typed in that red tube thing and I didn't see any CrossFit. Red tube. Hmm. Wrong tube. You probably would have seen Cockfit. Oh, that might have been it then. I, I, I believe you're <laughs> training the next big thing in boy bands, this darling Brando. I yes, believe you are their, I, I, I currently their am. master trainer. And, and they've been screaming out to do more CrossFit. Yes, they have. They, yeah. the, so uh, two weeks ago, I was, uh, was approached. We've got the obviously the same production crew, uh, and they said, "Would you uh, train uh, Darling Brando because they're getting ready for a, for a tour?" So I turned around. A tour said, of what CrossFit? <laughs> no, a tour of. Tour they're going to be fit to sing. They're now. doing. They're doing the Music Maker Festival. Music Matters Festival, I've just been told by our esteemed producer David, and yeah, he the. the Good bunch of lads. I've uh, put them through the paces. We did week one. We did a little bit of... Uh, Alex is a bit of a dickhead though, isn't nah, he? he's a good lad, Alex. A bit gay, he's but sat he's next right. to me, that's why. He's all right. <laughs> bit flat-chested, but he's okay. Oh, pigeon chest. He got a pigeon chest. Oh, he got pigeon well. calves at the moment. He can't, he's struggling to walk. But uh, yeah, the lads did an intro in week one and then week two, uh, you know, they started hitting the straps. So they've got another another four weeks of uh, hard work and then we'll do some more testing. Well, let's get them on. Let's get them on and see how you're going. This is a Definitely. sport podcast, mate. Yeah. I'm we want to know how your sporting physical capability is. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, I'm real good at talking tonight. Usually awesome. All <laughs> uh, right. What, what do we got on this list here, Carlos? Rugby Union, England. Oh, mate, what, why? What, what is it with us? We invent these games and we shit. Yeah. 
We invent soccer, we're now good at that. Invent rugby, crap at this. Where but, did they but finish? This is, but this is the weird thing about the England Rugby Union setup. So they went through a massive change. Sammy Burgess went and, yep. you know, failed miserably at the World Cup. And then Eddie Jones gets put in as a head coach. Now, for 18 months, he's unbeatable. Yeah? He beats everyone in the game. Yeah. And then, and then, for some reason, um, the last year... He's he, he couldn't he can't even win a game. So uh, in the Six Nations, everyone knows it's not that, that he can't win a game. He's only the coach. Yeah, well, he's the, he's the leader, isn't he? So well, um, Six Nations, they finished fifth. How many teams in that? Six. Nah, I thought you'd answer that. <laughs> didn't, you didn't didn't get idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, they can't be. So we, we we did this, and, and do we still cry on the old time when Johnny Wilkinson kicked a drop goal? Is that still a celebration from English rugby union fans? Yeah, he will always, he'll never be forgetting, forgotten, would it? Nah. You was know, it with his opposite? It was wrong foot too? I think so, yeah. Aussies start crying about it. We, we shouldn't say it because we've got... We're outnumbered. Aussies. Yeah. We yeah. start crying about it. But, well, that's yeah. rugby union. Who cares about that? Let's talk about a proper sport. Let's talk about rugby league and Blake Ferguson. What an idol to be in the leadership group. He's going to sign at Parramatta for three years. Yeah. Now, Brad Arthur said... I think I see a lot of potential in this fan. He can lead our young. Now, he's had a bit of a jaded history, old Blake, hasn't he? Yeah, you know, he's, uh, he's, if he's, we remember, if you remember in his Canberra days, he was on uh, with Toddy Carney on the roof drinking uh, drinking cruisers. Cruisers? Yeah. That's gangster as yeah. fuck, isn't it? Yeah, it is. doesn't get bigger than that. However, he seems like he has pulled his head in. And he, obviously, he knows now what, what's right and what's wrong, amazingly. Uh, but yeah surplus to requirements at the Roosters and he signed a three year deal with the Eels now I think that's a real good deal mm. for him kind of th thinking about where he's uh, uh, where he, uh, the stage of his career yeah. not where he's heading but at the stage of his career I think it's a, a real good a real good deal for him and, and Brad Arthur's a really good coach so I, th I think he's going to excel there but a leadership position yeah we'll wait and see he says that Blake wants to be a leader well you know, we all let, him, let him prove it in the first year. If he proves it in the first year, put him in the leadership group. I, I think it's a bit of a jump to, to come out and say that he's going to be in the leadership group straight away. Well, he's obviously shown him something that's, that's making Brad Arthur think that. Because he's, like you say, he's no dickhead. He's, no, he's, he's, he's right across it. Yeah. But if you're going to put Blake Ferguson there, why don't you bring Todd Carney back? Well, this is he is only pissed in his mouth. What's wrong with that? Well, he didn't he even was, get it in his mouth. He wasn't, to be totally honest. Well, I haven't. Mm, of course you haven't. Not my mouth. <laughs> them golden showers yeah <laughs> no I wouldn't dream of it speaking of golden showers smell me finger Mal Meninga yeah he's a rugby league immortal yeah well, congratulations to Mal Meninga he, uh -huh. he deserves it as a player and a coach state of origin uh, coach and obviously won a n numerous back-to-back uh, -back titles with Queensland and uh, obviously now the Australian coach and, and won a World Cup so uh, does he deserve a status uh, there's a lot of uh, Outpouring doesn't he? Does uh, I think I think if anyone does, I think Mal Meninga does. Yeah, absolutely. I, look, I, I think he's he's definitely got to be up there. I remember once I was ball boy in Great Britain against Australia at Old Trafford. Oh yeah, yeah. Series decider, and my dad had just bought me a brand new Great Britain cap outside <laughs> uh, yeah. the stadium. And when England uh, Australia won the series, actually, Mal Meninga came over to me with his winning hat on and said to me, "Do you want to swap hats?" And I looked him square in the eye. I said, no, my dad just bought me this. And he, and he said, what? And I went, oh, I'm not, this brand new, my dad just bought it for me. I'm not swapping it with you. And my dad's like, I told my dad afterwards, he went, you fucking idiot. 
I would have bought you another one of them. I was like, I didn't know. I thought I was doing the right thing that you just bought me this and I'm giving it away to some fucking big incredible Hulk looking yeah, thing. Lou Ferrino. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he is a monster of a person and, and as a player he was, you know, equally as scary, wasn't he? But I think... I think he deserves it. And the, the other one is Norm Proven. Now, mm. I don't know if you know about Norm Proven. He's actually the the iconic person on, on the actual NRL trophy. He's the, he's the big one with, um, I think it's Churchill uh, that he's obviously putting his arm around. And that's the iconic gesture of the Winfield Cup and, and the NRL trophy. Now, Norm Proven, you know, is a legend in his own right. He played for St. George and won, I think, something like nine or ten premierships on the bounce as captain. It's never, never, ever been beaten. So, you know, does he deserve it? Yeah, definitely. I think he's such an iconic person in the game. Uh, and, you know, a massive congratulations to them. You know, Braddy Fitlow, um, there was a lot of mention about Brad Fitlow. Do, yep. You know, does he get a run? And there was a number of um, uh, pre-World War Two. Iconic yeah. people who got put in the immortals. You see, that's the problem, isn't it? That's the problem with situations like this. There's, the list is way too long of incredible achievements in the mm. game. And you can't merit them all. So there's going to be outpours somewhere along the line. There's, there's going to be there's going to be people disappointed with who got in and disappointed who didn't get in. But the fact remains, it's up to a jury and, a, and, and they decide who goes in and it's based on you know, the achievements iconic, yeah, of Norman yeah, and, and, and whatever else he's done. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think they've got it right, to be totally honest. Mm. I think Brad Fittler will always get his opportunity yeah. um, and, and, and everyone else. So, it, it, you know, it's a great it's a great cause. And I think, um, yeah, it's a great standard in the game. And I think it's a great achievement and, and well done to Mal Meninga. Now, I'll just quickly want to touch on this. Remember, we, we saw a great fight here with um, Anthony Joshua and Joseph Parker. Remember with the boxing and, oh, yeah. and and he went the distance. Now he, he fought Dylan White, and I I had Parker down to kick White's ass. I had him down to be too good, to be too smart. It was the maddest fight, wasn't it? Crazy. Did you, did you watch it? Bits of it. I I listened to it on Talksport, which is like an English type radio station. But I woke up early to to listen to it. First four rounds, Parker's outboxing him all over the park, and then for some reason. From from round six all the way through, he puts Parker down his ass, which he's never, no one's ever done. Even well, he Joshua did that in the second it. round. They no, did in the second round. Is there? Yeah, it's a Dylan White. It's no, good a headbutt. No, he put it's, down on the sixth. Well, and then and then Parker Parker put Dylan White down in the twelfth. So a rematch. Say, yeah. I think I think it could be a rematch, but Dylan White. One fair and square. So therefore, you know, he's got... Do you know what? I'm very surprised. If, if this Joshua and Dante Wilder fight doesn't go ahead, I reckon Dylan White will fight fight Wilder. Uh, Dylan White would fight anyone. Is it not We all know Chisora. Yeah. Derek Chisora won a 2K... Uh, was it a first round knockout or a, two, a second round knockout in the fight before this main card? Yeah. And... Uh, he stood there at the side of the ring, trying to get in the ring to challenge Dylan White. And Dylan White just went, mate, I've had enough of that idiot. I can't, uh, I can't go through that again with him. I already beat him once. Yeah, And it yeah. wasn't a really good fight, actually, the Chisora-Dylan uh, White fight. But going back to that, you know, can can White, sorry, can Joshua and Dante Wilder get the, this, uh, this contract signed? It's going to be a massive, massive uh, fight if it happens. It's going to be, I think it'll be a really good fight. Um, I just don't know who, if the bronze bomber is, has got what it takes to, to beat Anthony Joshua. 
But all fun and games, I suppose, Chris. It is, you know, and, and Joshua fights soon. He's got, I've, I've, I've yeah. had a total mind block. I'm trying to find his name. The Russian guy and his, what's his name? Alexander. Nimgonch or something like that. No, it's. Um, Jeff. Manage, oh, fucking this is making him look Alexander real good. Alexander Jeff? Here. No, Povetkin. Right. Alexander Povetkin. And again, it's going to be a difficult opponent for him. He's only been beaten once by Klitschko quite a few years ago, Povetkin. Mm-hmm. And he's a big go-forward puncher. His small, his squat is similar to a Mike Tyson style. He's not overly as active and overly as big and as powerful, but he, he does pack a lot of power, so he can prove pretty difficult well, for Joshua boxer. being a smaller man. Um, he can take the punishment. Remember Klitschko beat him quite a few years ago and Klitschko was in his prime. Yeah. And Joshua could only go the distance with Klitschko. Mm. Uh, sorry, he stopped him in the 11th. Yeah, yeah, he did. But he found it very, very difficult. Now... It'll be interesting to see how Joshua goes into this fight. Will he be lighter than his usual himself? Um, is he going to be a little bit more athletic? His, his fight with Joseph Parker where he took on a less aggressive role and took a more defensive stick and move kind of thing. And, and he came out afterwards and said, look, welcome to boxing. Hit, don't get hit. Now, you can't really do this against Povetkin because he's, he's never going to step pu- off the gas. Chris, he's got a puncher's chance. Everyone yeah. that gets in the ring... Especially you, the heavyweight yeah, title. Yeah. It's a one punch and it, and it, can, and it can end you. Mm. Even Lennox Lewis yeah. you know, got caught with that luck, lucky punch and mm. it, it knocked him clean out. So he's got a puncher's chance, everyone has. And, and if, if AJ doesn't prepare for it, I think he will. He's, a, he's an out-and-out professional. I think he he'll is. prepare. I think he'll prepare well. Um, and I think AJ will 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 take care of business, but um, yeah, he's got every chance. Well, it's coming up soon, and that's the next one that we're definitely going to look forward to. Carlo, thank you for your very very insightful opinions this thank evening, you. ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday night. Go and have a drink. By the time this comes out, you'll be fucking having a stinking hangover. So thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Get around it. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. I'm about to take my kit off again. You can leave. Wow! You shit off! Put it back on. You're scaring everyone, Chris.